0: Welcome back to the enjoy the walk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Dante, we are vibing as a podcast. We've got wedding season. We've got member guest season. We've got the last major championship of the year. Um, summer golf is in full force. It is just a great time to be a golfer right now. Um, yeah man what do you what do you say what do we get into first here for this week's podcast we've got open preview we've got member guest recap down in ocean city um we've got all kinds of olympic talk to talk about who's playing who's not um and our number one pet peeve i think of the entire weeks thus far
1: the sandbagger the sandbagger i wish i wish i i I misplaced the hat our sandbagger (laughs) hat so i offered it to all our guys in our in our member member uh blind draw tournament which was which was a blast as you were doing your your member yes so i mean it, it was you know it's it, you know you play you play you play for some money you play for some big money you, you know you make side bets and you had it, i mean it's really at the end of the day it's all about the camaraderie like yeah it gets a little frustrating at times um when it when you see some of these scores come in but at the end of the day the you know you gotta you gotta make Good, the right scores on the right holes and you'll end up coming out on top
0: yep absolutely i mean just for example um i played with a very high handicapper in my member guest um he was a 22 handicap so obviously was getting strokes every hole of our matches uh, our nine hole matches um but if he didn't utilize he got two pops or one and a half strokes on at least mm-hmm. one hole every match but there was sometimes he was balling hand on those holes too. When you have a high handicapper like that, it's very risk reward on those on those two pop holes, usually par fives, because if he puts the first one or two out of play, then those two strokes don't matter. So there is still some strategy to it. You definitely have to utilize your strokes where you get them. Um, now, me as a lower handicapper, I actually got no strokes at all the entire weekend. Frustrating, but it is what it is. We can get in the handicap system a little later. Um, but boy member guests no matter how you cut them are just a blast
1: yeah and like like we said before at the end of the day it's all about the camaraderie i mean you're just getting people from everywhere you're showcasing the course i mean the course is in the most pristine shape that it possibly can be i mean they these some of these clubs that host these member guests it's like they're one and done major and they exhaust everything to make sure that the course is in tip-top shape all the way from when you pull into into the property to stepping on the first tee to coming off at 18 and even on like the range and the practice field I mean you posted a little bit you got the post a little bit I know we were uh, off trying to you know win here and a little bit of focus but I mean just the arrival I mean there was a, a gentleman out when you pulled in with full suit on welcoming you to the club and as you drove up the driveway there's flags all over the place i thought i mean that just set up like kind of i got a uh, like a pga tour um, almost like an augusta field vibe but also kind of like i guess you can say an olympic vibe too with all the flags i mean i know it's not all the countries but the way they had like the flags flowing and with the so wind i'll and all. cut
0: a little video for the people that might have missed our stories um on on what this exact Experience Dante's talking about because I did video it. I rolled up and, and dude, I, I get like, I get amp talking about it. I kind of get goosebumps talking about it too. Every year I video it because it's one of the coolest spectacles, I think, not only in our region, but it might, it might kind of compete with maybe some of the nation's best member guest experiences. Um, Ocean City Golf Club down in Ocean City, Maryland, obviously. Um, they do. They have a, a guy in a suit and tie standing at the entrance of the place saying, Hey, you know, did, did you play a practice round yesterday? Are your clubs here? Can I get your clubs? Can I take your clubs and put them on your cart for you? Um, and then from there, like you said, um, the ocean city country club flag is flying. Their specific member member guest flag is flying. The American flag is flying. The Maryland state flag is flying. And then it just repeats like two or three times all the way down the driveway. So, um, it, it's just a hell of an a way to open up it's a hell hell of a way to like you know welcome you into what you know is going to be an epic weekend when you're just driving down and seeing this um right next to the bay you know it's just a it's just a great scene to just you cannot drive down that road and not smile and not think boy i cannot wait to get out of my car lace up the shoes and, and go hit some golf balls
1: yeah and that, like you said like it it's just instant smile i mean it's like you said goosebumps and I mean, you've known this. You've known the entire itinerary since January. This yeah. is like that's that's how crazy these member guests are. I mean, these things are planned six, seven, eight months to a year in advance for the following year, and they have everything already booked and set up. Well, and so I know the crazy part. Show, man.
0: The crazy part for all of this is right. Um, I don't know how others are experiencing their own member guests. Uh, I'm headed down to my uncle's member guest uh, down at. Um, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina in August. So this will be the first member guest I'll get to experience that's kind of truly foreign to me, right? Like I've never been down there before um, in this setting at this club. He's at a new club down there. So um, I'm excited to see that new club and and see how they put on a member guest. Um, I know his old club used to get rowdy and have a a blast. So um, as always with Southern hospitality, it's always a good time down there too. But um, people at Ocean City member guest. They decorate their carts. We had one team this year that actually like shimmed a roulette table onto the front of their cart and were taking like five dollar bets all weekend long on their little <laughs> roulette table. Um, I mean, I, I kid you not. And I, if I can find some documentation of this, obviously I'll put these out for for our, our uh, listeners as well because it's incredible the way they made this table stay on their cart all weekend long. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, but it, that just it goes to the point. There's matching outfits all weekend long. There's just coordinated little events. There's a cornhole tournament all weekend. There's a putting contest. There's just so many little side games too, right? Aside from the golf, right? That if, if you go there and don't have a good time, a, you either don't love golf or you don't have a pulse. That that's the two options of not having a good time to the ocean city member guest.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's a fact right there. I mean, it, it, again it's it's all about the showcasing you know as a member you're inviting your guests to basically yo come see my course at its tip top best and we're going to show you a good time where i mean some of these guests come from all over the this you know united states if not even Mm -hmm. other countries that come into these things so i mean that that kind of some of these like hiring clubs and whatnot it I mean, they like you said they they've known years in advance. They put it right on the calendar. They got everything booked, and they just they're just they're just crossing off the days until they can circle that day when they're departing.
0: Oh, well, it's funny, right? So Ocean City's also like famously known for the White Marlin Open. It's one of the biggest bill fish tournaments in the country. Um, massive purses, couple hundred thousand dollars to catch the largest white marlin, the largest blue marlin, the largest tuna, to- whatever. Like you know, down the line, people fly in also for this member guest, people park their RVs in the parking lot and are there from Tuesday until Sunday. You know, it's, it's incredibly anticipated to say the least. And we talked about goosebumps earlier, and this will also make it into our montage. When they send us off after the head pro does his thing, welcomes everybody to the first day of play. They have a bagpiper playing bagpipes, like sending you off onto the golf course. And if there's one thing everyone should know, if you haven't experienced it, bagpipes when the dew is still on the grass on a golf course is one of the most solemnly cool experiences you'll ever have
1: yeah and especially kind of like i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but it was a hot weekend this weekend and Very that dude <laughs> you, you see like kind of like the humidity rising off the off the grass off the grass from like a the, little
0: bit of steam as you're looking yeah. out over the water because you know that that salt and sea air brings a
1: little bit of steam in the mornings absolutely now, when you said they sent you guys off, like, I know sometimes, like, was it tea time based or was it a shotgun based? Tournament?
0: Nope. So it was shotgun. And so I'll, I'll kind of run you through this too. There was 16 flights and each flight had, I think eight different teams or maybe 10 different teams. Not sure. Um, so basically you played, you played a, a full five matches the whole weekend. So we had a little change of the or- original itinerary because that tropical storm came through Thursday night into Friday. So what they did was, and again, kudos to you talk about putting on a showcase of, of your club, kudos to the head pro for making the call, kudos to the grounds crew for cleaning up what was an absolute mess Friday morning. We got hammered pretty hard, not by the rain, but by the wind. Uh, they knocked a bunch of trees, down. not a bunch of trees, but like a bunch of limbs, um, had the place looking a mess. So instead of the three matches we would have played Friday, we ended up only playing two and not starting till 11 a.m. Our original start was like 9 a.m., but it gave the grounds crew the opportunity to make it look like a tropical storm didn't just come through, and they killed it. Greens were double rolled and cut for the entire Friday round, which is incredible after getting an inch and a quarter of rain. I mean, they just, they awesome stuff. The only thing that was different that we had to play that was kind of weird, but again, Through both courses so no no big deal it was lift clean in place in the fairways and the bunkers because they didn't get a chance to like really fluff the bunkers up too well
1: oh no yeah i i hear you man Uh, even like that storm moved so fast that i checked i think it was it was like thursday it can't it like ripped through over overnight or maybe friday it was like friday it was like thursday night and like friday morning it was like 8 a.m and like the storm was in like the carolinas (laughs) and then next thing you know the storm like by like noon or like a little bit before noon it was in our area ripping through and it was hilarious because all of a sudden
0: we were playing our practice round thursday and we're like oh we have till like eight or nine o'clock we're good and then we get these like buzzes on our phone and it's like beep 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 tropical Mm -hmm. storm warning at 4 p.m and we're like oh shit we gotta hustle so we, you know, a lot got pushed around with the original itinerary, yeah. but we still all, we got everything in. Every match was played, um, and it was just a whole lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, at the end of the day, that's like what it's about. Even though like you're sitting there grinding over putts, trying to win, and you get like pissed off on like one hole, and you're like, "This place sucks." But then afterwards, when you let that, you know,
0: the anger was just actually kind of funny. You say that because they're the second to last the match. Clubhouse. The second to last match we had, um, we were maybe seven holes into it and we were in a tight one. Our our last two matches of the day were the, against the only two teams that were ahead of us in the flight. So we knew, Hey, if we split one and get the next one, we have a pretty good chance of winning our flight and going and playing in the shootout while we were, we were neck and neck with this one team about six holes in, and I had a great drive and put. My second shot, like, just left of the green, but in some pretty thick rough, I, like, stubbed the chip, stubbed the second chip, missed the putt, and make a bogey from, like, right next to the green in a par five and two. So, obviously, heated. I mean, heated. I threw the ball into the opposing pond. I, like, put the clubs in my hand and just walked, like, the next, because it's a pretty good walk from, like, this par five to next tee. I walked like the whole 80, 90 yards and then the guys come up to me and they're like, cause I I didn't say anything. I pulled another ball out of my bag, hit a tee shot, piped it like three twenty down the fairway kind of laughed and was like, all right, I'm back. And they're like, damn, we lost you there for a second. Didn't we? I said, yeah, "Yeah." I was like, Jake, just kidding. But like, I was on suicide watch. Like I was thinking about jumping into the pond and just like tying a, tying a brick to the foot after that bogey.
1: (laughs) Dude, I, it's like there's, It's crazy because like you play in these you play in these events and you know it's you know it's for the fun and it's you know you're out there just enjoying yourselves they have it all set up. It's just a giant party, right? But then at the same time there's this competition aspect, and you know, you and I are big competitors and we step on the golf course, you know. So now you're thinking, like, dude, I I like want to win. Like you go out, like that, and that's what's great about it is you're trying to have fun, and then but at the end of the day, you're still trying to win, it's still a competition you know you're still trying to walk out with with the throne here but there's like always that one hole where you have like a solid round going and it happened to me this past weekend you just have this one hole that just eats you up each day and that was me on 12 and that's where I got a stroke and I was like and it seemed like my partner and I he was like a former member and um, he lives down in, in the Myrtle Beach area now. So, like, he's, like, playing golf, like, every day. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, if he had has a pretty solid couple holes and if I play well, like, we, we've we got a good shot. And we were talking about how net-wise, better ball, you have to shoot eight under each day. And you probably, you probably mm-hmm. end up winning. Well, the first day we went four under on the front. It's like, all right, we got mm-hmm. this. Like, let's just keep it going we can get four more right like we go four under each day or each nine we're, we're solid we're going to be up there in the running well you know get the 10 <laughs> then we get the 12 both blow up and then it was just like kind of this stale mentality it was just like oh. and then you like try and grind your way back and you just can't and we're like all right tomorrow's a new day Sunday, we're going to come out and do it again well we I think we went like three under on on the front nine the second day we get the 12 again and both shit the bed i was like this this freaking hole i like wanted to quit golf i was like i hate golf (laughs) screw this i hate this tournament i'm done everybody's a sandbagger in this thing this this stupid this and that and then you come off at 18 after a while you come back You sit you have a couple beers and then you're with everybody yeah then you realize what it's all about
0: absolutely now and it's funny you mentioned that because that's kind of the same thing that happened to us right we, we ended up losing that match where the, the guys joked like, oh, we lost you there for a second, Deardorf, didn't we? I was like, yep, totally lost me. Like I was mentally gone. And then we, we were kind of down and out. Our partner, we're like, man, we just got three and a half where we had the opportunity to get like six and a half points. Like it completely flipped on us. Like it could have went one or two ways. Um, and then we found ourselves like basically, I think six points out of the flight going into the last match. And we had to get at least like seven and a half or eight and a half to even content because we were playing the guys now that we were, they were tied for first. So long story short, basically our partner and I were like the hell with it. We're out of it. Let's just go for everything. And while we're at it, because of course, Ocean City, Maryland's known for their orange crushes. They had a tiki bar set up that were, you know, bottomless orange crushes all weekend long. We said to hell with it. We're out of it. Let's start drinking. Let's start partying. Let's just start having a good time. I broke out the cigars. We just said it was like that the complete like kickback throwaway mentality. We ended up winning in the last match. We got almost, I think we got seven and a half or eight points. We smoked the guys that were in the flight lead. Left us two points short, but like, it was hilarious. We were like, should we have just had that mentality the whole time?
1: I know. You know what? After you said that, I when I played in the few uh lemar member guests, one with one year <laughs> with Stan and like the other year with the uh, last year with Paul, yep. we um it was like that same thing. It was like the last day, and I think it was like the last nine that we were playing. And we just kind of went into like the eh, forget it. Let's just go out and have some fun, like yeah. screw it, open some beers or whatnot, and just kind of just enjoy the day and that's when we played our best it's like you go in you're like we're gonna win and then you like put all this pressure on yourself and all this focus and you go out shooting to bed when in real life like in reality you said you know what i should have just started out with beer cracked open <laughs> yeah. cigars going and just having a great good time and then see where it goes i, I do it every time when like the a member member, there's, or a member fickle, guest
0: there's a fickle beast to that because Every year, you hear of the one team that started out on the first day, that were in the lead or playing hot, and drank themselves into a really, really bad second day. So there's that also happens.
1: There's There's a a, really
0: touchy line with that.
1: There, yeah, there's a yeah, really touchy line (laughs) because it's usually after like the first day that that night is the big party, like the big, big party, right? So like everybody's getting all you can eat you got steak, seafood, all you can drink. You know, some clubs have the Calcuttas going, you know, you got yeah. guys dropping money left and right putting all these bets in. And then it's like the guys that just like did really well, they just they're the ones that woke up in the in the locker room on the yeah. bench. And they're like, <laughs> "Oh crap, I got a tea time in 20 minutes." And then Did I just, have my
0: Did I have my second day's clothes in the locker cuz I don't have time to go home? <laughs> yeah,
1: they go or they use their uh they use their gift coupon and go to the pro uh, <laughs> shop and get themselves a new shirt. They're like, oh, I guess I'll use it now instead of at the end of it. Yo, let's the touch the on the gift
0: coupon for a second. Single-handedly, the, probably the second best thing about member guest season, because this is when I stock up on all the essentials. I don't use it on like the fluffy crap. I use it on gloves and golf balls. Every year, every member guest, gloves and golf balls. I get my year's supply. I try to anyway no
1: i i agree with you dude because like I, it's funny too like not even let's just talk gift cards in general anybody that went asks, like hey what do you want it for a gift or i'm gonna get you this gift card any type of currency to spend that's not yours right any type of gift yeah. all goes towards golf balls i am either getting physical golf balls wrapped in in wrapping paper or I'm getting a gift card to either golf galaxy or dicks or any type of golf sporting goods store. And it all goes to clubs and golf balls because I honestly think like that's one of the most expensive, uh, things that you buy. I mean, you buy it every year, right? Clubs. Well, if you're like me then you're just buying grips and shafts like every other week, just <laughs> getting very expensive. Uh, but other than that, yeah, dude, that's, that's, such a great idea they give you like 50 to like 100 dollars and and kickback money for coming into the member guest yeah i do the same thing gloves golf balls unless if i see i'm a big fan of going to the gift shop for the pro shop and getting anything mm-hmm. like um head covers i'm a big fan of logo, big head covers, logo
0: head cover guy
1: big logo head cover guy or logo belts those are like my yep. two things i'll spend money because polos you know, they get ratty, and they're on the higher end, I guess you can say. But you can get more bang for your buck with, in my opinion, uh, head covers and belts. Yep. I if agree. not, I'm getting golf balls and golf gloves.
0: Which is not about. Ba- I mean, my partner, who desperately needed a new driver because he's still swinging the tailor-made rocket balls, put oh, all $200 straight into a new sim, too. So, I mean – if you're desperate for a club,
1: why not? Right? Yeah. So you guys walk out with there's wedges. Multiple ways to do it, right? Wedges is a good choice. Some guys walk out with some wedges. That's that's a good yeah. that's a good purchase if you're getting some solid coin from the uh, from the club. From, from it you is
0: you are most shop.
1: definitely right there. That's
0: that might be the underrated one because they're they're selling them to you, especially at the member guest prices. They're selling them to you like almost wholesale price. Like they aren't making much money off of them at that point. They're just getting you to put them in their in their hands,
1: usually at least from what I'm seeing. I'm trying to think, too. now like I've heard like with golf clubs in the pro shop, there's certain items that you so you you know you buy it wholesale, you load up your shop, uh-huh. that's what you sell for the season. At the end, of, there's certain products at the end of the season. If you do not sell any of that, you just send it back and get your get a credit back. So I wonder, uh-huh. are clubs are clubs part of that? I know like. Apparel is so, so.
0: I don't know to be the yeah. end story on that one. We need to get a back of the shop guy on shit. here just to answer that question, <laughs>
1: right?
0: Yeah, no, but it, it's great, man. Member guests are the epitome, like we like you said, of every golf course to put it on display for anyone who wants to come in and be a part of it. Um. And then, you know, as you wrap it up at the end of the weekend, um, at least ocean city does, they allow the wives and the girlfriends to come in for the last night's dinner and like really just kind of send it off that way with the awards ceremony and all that kind of cool stuff. So, um, what I want to talk about before we wrap up member guest talk, I don't know how running deer decides their winner, but I think, and again, this will go in the video that we post tomorrow. So that'll be Thursday after we post this podcast of the just full wrap up of the ocean city, the content I got, which is very little because I was there for one reason and one reason only. And that was a win a hell of a lot of cash. I didn't, yeah. but Did I was it. not there for the content. Um, <laughs> I got some cool videos of the end, the shootout. Yep. Um, and this year it was on a par five instead of a par four, which is really cool. Ooh. But ocean city does it where they allow all the wives and the guests and whatnot to you know bring a partner or whatever. And then we, they use every single cart that they have on the property and they line the fairways, they line the greens and like, that's how people finish. Now this is all 16 groups of the flight winners playing down this hole lined in carts. It's better than a tour event. I'm telling you right now, it's, it's a better look than a tour event. Um, and I just – I don't know if that's how other people finish their shootouts or how they determine their winners, but I think Ocean City does it right, and I think other people should I, do it like them.
1: I saw, I saw the little snippet video of the story, and it was wild. I mean, the entire surrounding of the green was just filled with carts. And then if you looked a little deeper deck, back down the fairway towards the tee box, it was just lined with carts probably to like 100, 120 yards out. I mean,
0: well, and see, that's why I said because I saw it last year and the year before, where it was on a par four, and it didn't have the same vibe. People deciding whether to go for it in two or not, and a couple teams actually accomplishing that, and then other guys trying to hit wedge shots tight. What's mm-hmm. really cool too is they re-double, re- they re-double cut and double rolled the greens before the shootout. So at the end of the day, as the grass was getting a little bit longer yeah. the two holes that they were going to go play the shootout on. If they had to, you know, go to a second one, which they ended up going to, they double rolled, double cut the greens and redid the pins for the shootout. So they weren't the same pins as all day. I thought that was a pretty good touch too.
1: That's a, uh, that's always classy. Let's like, let's really get the winners to showcase their skills. I, yes. I love that. Like we, so we don't do a shootout. Now this, the one I played this weekend was a, uh, was a member-run, member-member blind draw tour. Um, years passed if there was a tie. Uh, I think they just do house of cards and kind of like split the, split okay. the pride money. Yep. Simple. I mean, everybody's in there just trying to, you know, one of the members buys two kegs of beer for everybody that we can just drink free beer. It's awesome. Nice. Um, now, the member guest, I'm actually playing for the first time in our club's member guest. They finally started to bring it back two years ago. Um, I unfortunately missed out the previous year, but they do like the same thing. It's a shootout. Um, mm-hmm. I and I'm pretty sure they let everybody out to go drive out, grab some carts, and check it out. Get some pressure on these guys because you know, absolutely. I mean that's that's what it's about. I mean, you got all these people coming in, and you're just putting on a show. And then you you want you you want the finale of like fireworks. And what yeah. way to do that yeah, by just absolutely. throwing all these carts out there with all, everybody that's a part of it and just it's like kind of like one hurrah it's like just setting off all the fire when well
0: i think the coolest part too is right you've got guys who play in their men's leagues or whatever or only play in like certain events during the year this is the most pressure they will feel all year
1: it's Hands their major down. yeah It's their major and there's like there's guys too that i play they'll they'll play four or five big events and they're like that's my major for the season that's my tournament golf I look forward to this every year. You hear, uh, there's probably half of the guys that you probably played out there that were out on that field that were like, this is what I look forward to every year. Like, this is what I train for.
0: Oh, there's no doubt. Um, I saw multiple Facebook posts of friends that I'm, you know, uh, acquaintances with that are members out at Ocean City. And the, the Monday, I kid you not, the Monday before the member guest, I saw so many statements. The greatest week of the year is here. The greatest week in Ocean City, Maryland is here. I cannot wait. Like th- this is what people prepare for all year long. A good, I would say more than half the members at the club. That's their, that's their reaction. And it's, yeah. it, and it shows because it's a, it's an absolute class event Yeah, know. mixed in with that. a little bit of party. Of course.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to,
0: <laughs> you have to. Well, let's, let's vibe into, instead of amateurs member guests, let's vibe into the actual major major this year, um, the open championship, the last one of the year, We've got storylines galore, um, and I don't know where we want to start here, whether we want to start with the withdrawals, whether we want to start with the history surrounding Royal St. George's and the golf course. Um, I'll let you pick here. Where do you want to start with the Open Championship, and, and where do we want to dive into
1: first? I guess we can talk about kind of like the headline news, um, and it just seems like it's not. You know, you I always look forward to this open because it's the last one and it's the open, right? Yeah. You, know, you don't like to call it the British. It's the open. It's going back to the home of golf. You get super yeah. pumped for it. I'm excited. Different type of golf, different style of golf. It's not like what you see all year round on the PGA tour. And, you know, even like the tour players, they get pumped for it because it, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's the British open. It's the open link style yeah. golf. Uh, you travel across the pond, but, I always look forward to it and it's always around all like member guest season so it's just golf 24 7 but this year just seems a little odd i just am not like really excited for it because it just seems like there's so much going on with the whole covid protocol thing that you're just it. that seems like it's taken over from how great the open really is
0: i feel like every time i blink there's a new withdrawal Every time I blink, there's a new whether it's foreigner or even Englishman that are that are pulling out of the open. And it looks like because they have to, right? Like they're kind of saying, Oh, like I'm using my better judgment because of contact tracing and whatnot. But I mean, if you look at the open championships like website, I mean it's pretty straightforward what their protocol is. It's proof of full vaccination. Um, It's at least 14 days of negative contact tracing. I mean, it's pretty, pretty cut and dry for them. Right. So these guys saying, well, I'm, I'm, you know, withdrawing for ABC or D now. I mean, I feel like they're dancing around the subject at this point. Um, And I'm going to read off some names here. We've got one, two, three, four. Almost five because Siwoo Kim's right on the line. Even six. I'll count Bubba in there too. You've got six of the top 50 in the world that are not going to be there. Um, it starts to not, not it doesn't become any more of like, man, well, it's just kind of like a, you know, pish posh. They don't matter anyway. You got Hideki Matsuyama, Sun J M, Kevin Na, Matthew Wolf, Siwoo Kim, and Bubba Watson. Zach Johnson, who's a previous open winner, loves playing that kind of golf over there. K.H. Uh, Lee, ryan moore danny lee who's won a couple world golf championships um lewis who's probably the only one on the list that i really don't know um and then obviously mr open himself david duvall previous number one uh, player in the world unfortunately ranked well outside of the top 100 Um, but you've almost got 20 guys now and i'm sure there's going to be more before it's all said and done because we're just getting this week started here um that aren't playing simply because of this travel restriction, the contact tracing Bubba was told he really couldn't get on the charter that he was supposed to go over with some guys because of the possible contact tracing. So it's like, it gets to be tough, man. And, and is it to a point? Cause here's what I don't know. And, and I don't know what, you know, maybe your knowledge adds up to this, but are there alternates getting in? because of all these guys are are they are they filling it in with local alternates like what is the deal with all these withdrawals that are 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 we just leaving the field open here
1: i feel like you're gonna have to leave the field because if you have to follow these restrictions and now you know you're an alternate or if you're an alternate you're probably going through the same protocols because you never know so now look at the stress level that these guys that are like one and two on the waiting that have to go through this all this protocol and testing and isolation, just crossing their fingers. Not that they want anybody to withdraw or pop out, but for themselves sure. to get an open spot. You know what I mean? And it's like, and yeah, another, like you're never, another you're never that,
0: wishing harm on no, anybody.
1: But not, if but you're, you're a local that it. went
0: through local open championship qualifying and you're eight, nine, or 10 on the alternate list, you're thinking, oh, shit.
1: I mean, these, lace, guys lace up the spikes. On, these guys have to walk. These guys have to walk. On eggshells, yeah. Like I mean, they like, really do. Out, like it, and it's tough too, because probably you know. I mean, look at like some of the guys who just look at Matt Wolf and look at Bubba Watson, the two ones that are really pushing mental health. Like, mm-hmm. imagine like the mental stress that these guys have to go through. Like, imagine like, all right, well, I'm going to pay all this money, or my sponsor going to pay all this money for me to travel out there. Then I have to do X, Y, and Z in order to make sure that I can get past like the first stage and they, then then make it to the second Absolutely. stage. It's like, or what if I like step outside and you talk to the wrong person and like somehow like they've been contact traced. And then it, it, it just seems like there's just so much pressure for these guys, like that they, they can't leave their room. And you don't want to do that for someone who I, I want to say, I guess you could say mentally unstable. Cause then you're just like, you're just locking these guys into the room and they're just going to go stir crazy.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's something where, um, Especially, like you mentioned, for those guys that have been so open with this mental health battle, um, you can only imagine that it's probably for the best that they're not traveling, right? Like the, the hoops and ladders and, and slides that these guys have to ride through and, and jump through, whatever, um, are tough, and they're, they're mentally exhausting. Hell, a major championship alone is mentally exhausting. We've had people I mean, talk about that time and time again without I mean, all these I-
1: protocols. I don't know what it is when like the day of the tournament and like what they have to go through, but imagine doing everything right, everything right. And then you decide like that morning of, or that night of, you decide, you know, I'm just going to walk to like the corner store and get something. You grab like a, a Gatorade or something. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you failed all that time, all that preparation, all those tests. And now you have to turn, turn around and go home.
0: John Rahm at the Memorial.
1: John Rahm at the Memorial.
0: I'd hate, so, so it's just, oh, I would, I would be gutted. I would be gutted. And I'm, I'm not even playing to see someone go through three days of open championship golf, which we know will most likely see at least one day of probably rain and heavy winds. It's just classic open golf. And then to get to Sunday morning and be told, or even, you know, Saturday at right after the round, Hey, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. And I'm not even going to ask you to leave. Like, just like today you have to go home home put the clubs away go home home and like quarantine and another, in the process
1: right <laughs> or like what if what if like the quarantine protocols now you went you spent so it was like 14 days so that's two weeks there so you probably got there yeah well ahead of time so that's three maybe four weeks and so now you're a month ahead of time before the tournament then you're still there then you go through the tournament finally make it all through these you know, hoops and ladders. And the next thing you know, that Thursday or Friday going into the weekend, you get hit and they're like, yeah, you've been exposed. You can't play anymore. But now you got to quarantine again, probably Because it's probably a lot different to get yourself begs, back. to the, If you're coming from the States to get back home. It
0: begs the question too, because I haven't seen an updated list since Luke or Gl- Lucas Glover just won the John Deere invitational. Is he traveling? Was he prepared? Like, you know what I'm saying? Did he expect to go win? And if he wasn't in the Open before he, his win, because, you know, the John Deere Invitational classically is like the last qualifying spot into the Open. Yeah. So is was he prepared? Does he have all of like the, the shots and everything? The, if he's not vaccinated, was he clean and contact traced? There's so many – questions and variables just to lucas glover alone (laughs) let alone all these alternates now as people drop out and stuff that i mean you got to give props and here's where we'll transition into royal st george's you got to give props to the team that's running the open championship this year because the setups and the guidelines that they've kind of implemented and have to implement with the players with the fans there has to be a shit storm behind closed doors right now to make all this work properly,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's probably double the team, and they're working. They probably got day <laughs> shift and a night shift. They just absolutely constantly go through all this data and testing and making sure that all these guys are being taken care of, and they're making sure that the players are doing the right things in order to allow themselves to play in this final major of 2021.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be exciting. There's still obviously the headline names, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, um, Phil Mickelson. Could he make a a two major championship year? He loves this kind of golf over at the open. Um, Let's talk about Royal St. George's though. First, the first time back in England since 2017, the first time back at Royal St. George's since 2011, when Darren Clark won at age 42. Um, So, I mean, Right there, you got to think, and this is pretty cool fact. When Darren Clark won in in 2011, Mickelson finished one shot back, and he only and he beat Dustin Johnson by two. Ten years ago, a, a, a full decade ago. Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson were on the leaderboard at the top of the leaderboard, right behind Darren Clark. That's some pretty crazy facts because of where Dustin Johnson's at in the golf world now. And Phil Mickelson somehow finding a way to
1: win the PGA this year. That's insane. It's like 10 years ago, the guys that are in the, you know, the top 10 and are the highlights of, you know, current PGA tour 10 years ago, they were two and three.
0: Yeah it's it's wild um royal st George's playing just over 7200 yards this year they got a complete redo um basically of some setup of some green complexes um and of a lot of bunkering since the last time they hosted it so it's going to look a little different to the players probably won't look too much different for us as viewers um i think there's going to be a lot of similarities to what 2011 had to offer only because there's only so much i think they can change from a layout standpoint right like a lot of the holes are still the same just with some different nuances to challenge the players a little more longer T boxes which we don't ever really see much on tv
1: yeah um i'm sorry i have to look at this is what i love about open golf right you look at this i'm on the i'm on the wiki link right and i'm looking at the open championship and i'm looking at the winners one of the coolest things i like about open golf the open championship yep The first winner was J.H. Taylor in 1894. At Royal St. George's. Yep. At Royal St. George's. And he won 30 euros. (laughs) (laughs) The winner that's going to take. It took
0: until, you know what's the most fascinating part of this? It took until 1949 for the winner to make over 1,000 euros. And then all of a sudden it jumped from 300 euros to 25,000 euros because 1949 was the last time Royal St. George's held it until again in 1981.
1: Cool.
0: But I want to, I want to take a moment to quiz the listeners here, the first ever winner. And we'll come back to this at the end of the podcast. I'll give some people time to think on it. I hope they don't cheat on Google because no one likes a cheater. The first Open championship winner at Royal St. George's shot. What combined scores? And I'll give you this hint. They never broke this number and I'll leave it at that too. So I got that's a two part question. What did they shoot? What was their total four day combined score? And I'll say this as well. They never broke this pretty standard amateur goal number. So move on. Harry Varden's been a winner here twice. Walter Hagen's been a winner here twice. Greg Norman, Ben Curtis, Sandy Lyle, Darren Clark, some absolute legends in the game of one here. Um, As we head into this year, obviously I think the favorites go without question. You know, your your typicals, your John Roms, your Bryson DeChambeau's, your Phil Mickelson's, your, your Justin Thomas's. Who do we think maybe has a chance to to sneak under the radar this week will it be an englishman will rory maybe come back into some form he really hasn't like you know put on a show this year per se um what do we think someone like colin morikawa like a young young buck already a major championship winner can maybe take this home this
1: year Hmm. i think it's someone gonna be from the european side of things i don't think it i don't think not someone from america i don't know who because i don't know who's going to be playing in it because every time you turn around someone drops out who the hell knows getting into it which will be interesting scary reality it is a scary reality it's not a reality we'd like to be in but it is what we are currently in and we just have to kind of just you know nose to the grindstone and just you know do the best we can with it but i think it's going to make an interesting uh, leaderboard coming down the stretch.
0: 100%. And and if you remember correctly, too, um, the previous winner here at Royal St. George's, Darren Clark, has played great golf of lately and has actually put himself on some PGA Tour leaderboards. He's in the field this week. Would not hate to see him maybe knock down a repeat of old times past here at Royal St. George's, turn back the clock a little bit little Phil Mickelson-esque, but in his own uh, European style.
1: Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be sweet to see.
0: And then yeah, DJ man. somehow I mean,
1: like, randomly in the mix.
0: It would be hilarious to kind of run it back the full leaderboard of just DJ, Darren, and and Mickelson at some point over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm it's here for Shane fun.
0: Lowry defending, too. I, I love oh, that
1: man, man. That was – see, the – He's the last winner, right? Because Technically they
0: because it. they didn't have it last year.
1: yeah, man, that win was just so awesome that that put some chills down my spine, just like playing in his country, for his country, I mean, just just like the pure excitement when you know he popped the champagne bottle after he won, and like kind of like the party scene pictures that you saw, just just his
0: mother, it. his grandmother in the wheelchair, like slamming whiskey, was the most Irish thing you will ever see.
1: Oh, man, that's what I love. I I do think the Open's one of my favorite majors out of the four. I mean, I know we all know like Augusta and like the U.S. Open, but I I honestly think this is like one of – this might be two. This might be two.
0: There's something to be said, and this is a cool little like aspect of the Open, right? We're obviously from the United States, born and raised. There's still such this like aura around the game over there, we know it's where it like originated from, right? That's the whole deal of the open championship. It's the founders of the game. This is their open. We think of like the old history in the game. We always think of St. Andrews. We think of the Swilkin Bridge. We think of so many cool icon and iconic moments of the game that there's such, I, I just think there's such like pure happiness that comes and surrounds this championship no matter where it's
1: held. I, I agree. I mean, the two things like I've probably said before that that uh, pinpoint as to why I love this tournament so much is one they decided to just call it the Open, yes, and they changed that it's the Open. Like it's not the U.S. Open, it's not the British Open, it's the Open. Yeah. And two, if you go back like on the wiki Wikipedia page and you and you type in the Open Championship and you go down to like years or years yes. hosted at each course 1860 1861 1862 3 4 5 6 and so forth in the 1800s <laughs> 1800s that this tour, and then and then you see like the future stats of you know the next couple couple years next year 150th milestone of the open
0: and grossing this year. So we talked about that, right? The first winner of the open uh at Royal St. George's won 30 euros. The entire purse this year, 10 million five hundred dollars. Now I don't know what that equates to in Euros, but it's a hell of a lot more than 30 euros. I could tell you that.
1: Mm. It's yep. just incredible <laughs> to see
0: the growth of everything too, right? Like um, we could go on for hours and hours about just how incredibly cool it is to just look back and see the progression of the game as a whole on a world level um, and see it to what it is today. And just to be able to look back on it and say, look at all these incredible names that are on the Claret jug and someone's going to etch their name into it this week.
1: Can't wait. Gets me stoked. That's that's another thing. Like how small is that on the, on the Claret jug are there multiple Claret jugs because they filled it up? There's got
0: to be multiple claret jugs because the way I understand it, there's multiple U.S. Open trophies too.
1: I think. I want to. I want to see where the first claret jug. is.
0: You want to drink out of the first claret jug?
1: I don't know if I really want to because it, mm-hmm. it might not taste that great, but I'd like to hold it. Amen on that. Amen on that. Have some rust really r- ripping down your throat? I don't <laughs> think we want that. Hey, it's part of the. Uh,
0: it's part of the experience, Dante. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of rust, you probably uh you probably rolled some rust down your lungs this weekend as you were changing some shafts in the, in the oh, old club gosh. Years. <laughs>
1: dude, that was a mess. But awesome experience, dude. I I if you want your club fixed, give it to me. I'm learning. I know the basics. I can throw the shaft in there. I finally got the concept of swing weight. I love swing weighting. Um if you haven't listened to our podcast where Which is Steve Harris is absolutely rips our-
0: hilarious because your mind was in a pretzel about swing weights two weeks ago
1: but it makes so much sense right so it's basically how much the head how much you feel the head Mm -hmm. in in like how like the feel of that like layman's terms in layman's terms because at the end of the day if you want to simplify it that's what it's about is knowing where the the club face is and the head is right but like I, i i bring up this question all the time like I never knew about swing weight. So now I'm sitting here. What if I played with clubs that all had different swing weights? Would I even know? Would I have any idea that these clubs have, you know, one's a D2, one's a D3, one's a C9 and, and all that? And then you go out and find this. And now you now you like really pinpoint it and you focus on it and you can feel it. So being able to like swing weight everything and have everything swing and the head heavy feel the same exact thing is amazing. But basically, I I had a set of irons that I built, pulled them apart, and then took uh, my pings, my eye blades that I, I, I just I don't think I'll ever get rid of those things unless they <laughs> just somehow like deteriorate. I said decided I wanted to go with the shaft chains. I just wasn't I didn't feel like I was uh, striking my irons that great. I feel like something was off and. I ended up uh, pulling the current shafts that I had at them and decided to go with the True Temper AMTs, uh, the black version of it, um, so the S300. And the concept of these, if you didn't know, is each shaft from four iron to the pitching wedge is weighted differently. So the four iron's the lightest, and it progressively gets he- heavier down to the pitching wedge which to me just makes so much sense because in essence, it helps kind of like get the ball higher, right? Just Mm -hmm. get a little bit higher trajectory, and I'm I'm a lower ball uh, hitter, so I just think it just helps to get that ball up a little bit higher to let it sit down so you can get a little bit more stoppage with the the longer irons, and I decided, you know, I I got all the pieces together, I I dry-fitted everything, so like to make sure So if those are on dry fitting, you basically build the club without gluing it or putting the the grip on, but you Mm -hmm. get like a a cut grip already, throw it on the handle, um, you know, put the head on the shaft, already have it, the shaft cut to where you want it to be Mm -hmm. in length, total length. And then you just put it on the the swing weight scale and then you measure it. And then you add like, uh, I have these brass tip weights that you can put at the... In the shaft, at the so hospital. I
0: saw you working with those. Where did you yeah. or, like? Where do you order those from? So, Are they like, special order, or like, how do you get your hands on those?
1: Honestly, the it's golfworks.com. Go to golfworks, I think they're in the middle of Ohio, Not right? Middle of Ohio, yeah, I think so. They're in Ohio, and literally, they have every piece of club building equipment that you need from grit, tape, shafts, uh, and even like machinery, and even like these things swing weights which is just a little weighted piece of brass that you just put at the tip of the of the shaft and you throw the head on and you glue it all and it's crazy when when i finally got the understanding and talking to steve in regards to to swing weights and and getting the actual like scale it's basically Mm -hmm. it's like a balance beam scale you just move the weight. i felt like i was in science class back in like eighth grade all over again (laughs) um so yeah it's you get all that stuff together and then you then you just go through the process basically you, you take you know you mix your epoxy you put the shafts in you, you mess with the ferrules slide them on and you let it let it sit let the glue dry and then the next day you come out you get the grip tape and put that on and slide the grips on and then you let that sit for like a few hours probably i usually let let it a day allow them to let the uh um the grip solvent to just dry out and the grips like perfect so it doesn't like twist around and then throw them in the bag and you go to the course it's as simple as that it's crazy how complicated it may seem but how simple it really is
0: that's it just blows my mind and again because i don't tinker with it as much as you have you've been through the trials and tribulations um but I'm excited to see more of you dive into it because I think the more you dive into it, the more I'm going to say, Hey, I want to check that out too. Uh, yeah. I'm going to figure this out too. <laughs>
1: like, you know, like one of the guys that I've, of uh, uh, you know, we've had him on the podcast, B Mason built by me, B Mason. Um, he's a tinker like myself, but he's like more advanced and he's got all the machinery. I mean, he's, he's restoring clubs back to life. We got, uh, Steve Barry, a member of my course, who you know, the newly club champ. He's you he know stop putters. He's taking old beat up Titleist putters and throwing new paint jobs on them and and bringing them back to life and just putting some crazy things into it. like yeah and like and like B Mason. He's taking wedges and with just no grooves anymore and dirt right. in them and they're like old Nike clubs and he's just it. He's bringing them back and putting grooves back into them like they're right off the rack like they just came out and it, and it's wild to see like that's where I want to lead up to mm-hmm. uh, eventually I need I need the workspace in order to do it because you need to you know put some money down for a lot of like machineries and different yeah. type of um, things for that and that does cost cost money you know it's a it's a process it's a learning process but it's a lot of fun um, but just I got the basics down then I install gra- uh, shafts graphite and steel uh, I know how to um grip, regrip clubs and kind of understanding the the swing mate balancing and getting the right pieces together. And it's just like I don't know, it's just so much fun. One of the one of the kids that I play with at the deer, he um high school kid, he's you know going into his senior year, plays at a pretty good school right now, and he's getting looks and he's doing all these tournaments. Well, I guess randomly he has a, a three iron and the head just fell off. He's so, like, Yeah, I gotta get <sighs> fix i was like i can do it beautiful this was like the first club that wasn't mine that i fixed for somebody and i thought it came out pretty good yeah i'm a little nervous so like you don't want to put the club on and next thing you know he swings it and the head falls off again
0: what events he playing so we can watch online to see who he kills with that club
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i gotta figure out where he's going he's coming to pick it up uh tomorrow so i'll ask him where he's headed because i think he's going to a tournament either he's leaving Wednesday. I don't know if it's that one, if it's actually this upcoming Wednesday or mm-hmm. it's like in the week. But, you know, I, I've seen him hit it and it's just that kid can just rip the ball. And like, if he needs a safe play, he's pulling that off. the off
0: I love it. No, I love it, man. It's one of those things where you become extremely essential and extremely vital no matter where you go in the game of golf, when you know how to tinker with clubs and like fix things. Oh, absolutely. Because in a lot of places still, and this is like where I think the game still has a lot of improvement too to like move forward and move on. A lot of communities, the only place to go get stuff fixed is Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. Like, especially down here. Like, if you don't know a guy that knows a guy or know how to do it yourself, you're taking it to Dick Sporting Goods. And they most of the time don't know what they're doing at all. No.
1: Because I mean, you're just getting some dude who's in the sports and you're like, well, we have a spot open in the golf section. You want you want that? Oh, yeah, sure. The guy's, I don't know, is a basketball expert, yes. or softball expert, or yep. some other sport, or a weightlifting. He's a weightlifter, sitting, and he, you know, you see the, you see them behind the counter in the golf section, and you <laughs> ask them a, a little bit of questions, and they're just a little, they're confused. Like uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, you hate to see that, you really do. But going to someone like you know, learning and picking people's brains on, you know, why. What's the difference with this swing weight, or what? What's the difference with this shaft? Why is why is it like that, or how do I do this? How do I build that? Or you get pissed off and you wrap it around a tree, and you're like, crap. Now I either got to spend another 150 to 200 on a new wedge, or I just find like an old shaft or get a shaft somewhere for 25, 50 if it's cheap, and just pop it in there. Well, that's now, what I, don't-
0: I have loved about like kind of just obviously doing this podcast with you, but like seeing your journey and figuring it out, it's been incredibly organic. You've kind of just like done it yourself, not done it right or done something wrong. Ask people how to fix it. Maybe broken a couple clubs,
1: but then, you know, oh, well, fix oh, some I'll more clubs. Played <laughs> in the club championship. And I got pissed off. I took my, uh, took my 58 and, you know, it, it, it slipped out of my hand uh, pretty forcefully um and out of all the times the club's been like you know beat to the ground and taking divots and yeah hit off a hard pan it it hit off and i'll be honest you know i i, I do get angry on the course and you know it's it's a work in progress we all knew that um <laughs>
0: as we all are so brother, as
1: we all are i don't like i don't i i damaged my personal life i never damaged the course on the um but I, I did throw it and of course it went in the direction of the cart and it hit the cart <laughs> because it, it was hot that day, hit the cart uh, roof, and, like, you know, it's, like, plastic, and it hits it, right? And, like, yep. that thing, like, just ricochets hard off of that. and I'm, like, oh, crap, and I, and I go to pick it up, and the shaft's bent. I'm, like, out of all the things that I've hit with this yeah. book, I hit, like, like, malleable plastic, and I bent. it. I was, like, you've got to be kidding me. So, I end up pulling that, and I had, like a, a like, a leftover, like, Pitching wedge shaft from some like old Mm -hmm. set that I pulled, and just pop that in there. Like, listen, (laughs) wasn't probably the thing I should have done, but although no, but hey, did it. You
0: you probably got some very good knowledge,
1: out of that. It's like I actually learned a lot from it. It's like wow, okay, I got this wedge that I saved a lot of money by fixing it, and was able to build it like that night because the epoxy that I have like cures in six hours. quick set yeah it's a quick set stuff so like give me i just let it sit i immediately went home so i had some time so i I wasn't exhausted the next day (laughs) staying up all late six hours went by i think it was like eight anywhere between eight and nine o'clock went back down put the grip on let that dry put it in my bag hell yeah ready to go
0: it's the best, man. It's absolutely the best. Well, I'm excited to, to uh, I know you said you did a little videos of what you were building and whatnot. So I'm excited to see that and have the listeners see what exactly you were doing with everything. Um, so guys, if you want to check that out, as always, you can go to at enjoy the walk pod on Instagram and Twitter. We post most of our content there. We've also got a YouTube page going where we've got season one, season two, and this current season, season three episodes up as well as our course vlogs, some of our product reviews that we've done, whether it's squares golf or other products within the golf industry like slope grade that helps you figure out your best putting um, tactics to how to read greens and how to navigate the greens no matter where you're at Um, so go check that out it's enjoy the walk Golf podcast on youtube and as always guys you can go to www.enjoythewalkpod.com to check out the latest merch drops see the latest blogs from us see where we're headed next um, and you know just kind of stay in tune with what we've got going on so as always guys get out there Care of your clubs. Enjoy member guests if you're playing in some this up and coming week or two. Dante, I know you've got a wedding to head to with the Canias. Yes, so shout out to our boys Stan Cania who's getting married this weekend coming up. Um, just, are you going to get any golfing while you're up there?
1: I took a few days off before the wedding. So absolutely,
0: it's the way to do it.
1: Going back to the uh, the old stomping grounds in Glenmar, playing. Uh, so getting yeah, no, up, we're leaving Wednesday, heading up there. You know, hanging out. Playing Thursday morning. Um, oh boy. Storms are brewing, so my lights are flickering. Oh boy, <laughs> make this quick. Playing Thursday at Glenmar, and then playing over a mountaintop Pennsylvania Blue Ridge Trail Friday. I'm um, probably going to get 27 early because just in case if we got stuff to do, Saturday obviously is the wedding. So, you know, that's, that's Stan's day. It's all about him and, and the new missus. Um, and then Sunday's probably just basically recovering and work our way. There home.
0: is know and, and i will say this to anyone who even has a smidgen of golf in their lives there's no other way to do wedding weekend than at least get one or two rounds of golfing
1: absolutely i mean i've seen the stories from the last time that you were there um <laughs> back up in the 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 napa area but yeah I, I can't wait um it's gonna be a blast so i'm excited
0: awesome man well hats off to you enjoy the weekend like we said guys as always get out there carry your clubs and enjoy the walk Attention.